everyone, and welcome to Maddie's Sound Explorers. Each episode, we explore the world through sound and bring you a new piece of music made from the noises we discover and a little help from our brilliant guests. Listen out for interesting sounds as we go along. Which sounds would you put in a song? This episode, we're going to dive into our breakfast with a food scientist to answer a question of crispiness from a packet on the shelf in my kitchen. It's cereal. Breakfast cereal can be a great way to get the day started. It will give you a boost of energy to kickstart your body, ready to explore the world. This looks delicious. But before I tuck in, maybe we should hear a question we've got from one of our sound explorers. What is the noisiest cereal? What is the noisiest breakfast cereal? Lena, that is such a fun question. Well, we could just eat a lot of different types of cereal and try to work it out all by ourselves. Or we could ask a scientist for some help. My name is Carolyn Ross. I'm a professor in food science at Washington State University. I think we need to get up close and personal with my breakfast. Let's shrink down and dive into this bowl of cereal before I gobble it up. Ready? Let's go. Well, a bowl of cereal is one of the strangest places we've explored yet. All those chunky islands of cereal bobbing around in a milky sea. I feel like a sea explorer navigating an alien ocean. Oh, let's just try balancing on this floating cornflake. Oh. Oh. So, Carolyn, what is it about breakfast cereal that makes it so noisy, so crunchy? That is an excellent question, and it's it's really more, as anything, more complicated than it sounds. There's dry crunchy, and then there's a wet crunchy. So there's different ways of looking at crunchy. Wet crunchy foods are things like apples, celery, and carrots. They definitely pack a crunch. But it's a different crunch from crisps or crackers or cereal, which are dry crunchy foods. Um, So when you think of dry, crunchy like cereal, it's made up of cells, little tiny, like little pillows. And all those pillows are squished together. And in each of those pillows is air. And so when you bite into a food, you, you break those pillows and you produce a noise. So that crunch is the sound of little pockets of air popping, like little tiny balloons or bubble wrap. And that's what that's what you're hearing when you hear crunchy. And for wet, crunchy sounds, inside the pillow is water. And so if you think of wet, crunchy foods, those are like vegetables, like carrots or celery. They're crunchy, but they're crunchy in a different way. They have a low pitch sound versus a high pitch that you get with cereal. So that's why things sound crunchy. But how can we test which is the noisiest cereal of them all? For that, we're going to need a laboratory. Come along, let's dry off and go to a food science laboratory now. How fun! I love a food science lab. There are machines for testing texture that crush and squash and crunch food. And there are little booths where people can sit to taste test. And there's one thing that most labs don't have, but you probably have at home. A kitchen. 
Carolyn, what do food scientists study here? There's a lot of different kind of sciences that we look at. Food scientists study, research, and then create or improve food and food processes to ensure the safety of the public. Um, and so developing new food products, looking at safety of food products, looking at shelf life of food products, um, and then looking at the, um, the physical makeup of them. So we do a lot of different things. Um, one of the areas that I study, amongst a lot of other areas, I, I, I apply or I, I use instruments and people to measure properties of food. Can you measure crunchiness that way? Uh, well, there's different ways you can do it. So one way is to actually just measure the structure of the food. So take the food and um, put some pressure on it and try to squish it, sort of like we do in our mouth with chewing. So if you think of a piece of cereal, how much, when you put it between your teeth and you squish down on it, how much force you need to actually squish it down is one way to do it. The more force you need to crunch the food, the louder the is likely to be when you do crunch it. But another way that food scientists measure crunchiness is to get people to eat it. Another way is is just recording the sounds of people eating it and how much sound they generate with crunchiness. And so we did a study, we recorded one person eating carrots, eating fresh carrots and then eating carrots that were, um, that were cooked, so they were a little bit softer. And then we had people listening to those sounds and they could tell the difference. You might wonder why food scientists spend so much time on crunchy cereal. Well, what we eat and how we eat it can be really important. One of the areas that I'm really interested in right now is looking at food textures that children like, um, and specifically children with Down syndrome. They have preferences for certain food textures. Um, these are young young children between the ages of one and four. We find that they tend to like more pasty food products, ones that are easy to, easy to dissolve in the mouth because they have different they have different structures and they're physi- physiologically or physically they're a little bit different um, than children who are typically developing. So we find that they like um, pasty and dissolvable foods. Young children need to learn to eat and chew properly so that they don't get food stuck in their throats. It's one of the most important skills we learn at a young age. And so that, that's, a, that's a skill that I don't think we really think a lot about. But if you swallow a food too early because you don't like it, you're more likely to choke on it because it's not ready to be swallowed. So understanding crunchiness and food texture in general is really useful and very important for lots of young children. But we haven't answered our Sound Explorer's question yet. What is the noisiest cereal? I'm ready to go back into the field. Well, I'm ready to dive into another cereal bowl. Are you ready? I think you'll recognise this one just from the sound. Wow, this really is a noisy cereal. There's crackling, there's popping and snapping, and it's all just sat here in the bowl with some milk. Where do you think we are? You might have guessed that we're in a bowl of Rice Krispies. If you're in Australia or Aotearoa, New Zealand, they're called Rice Bubbles. If you live in South Africa, maybe you've had Strawberry Pops. To understand why they get so noisy when we add milk, we need to understand how these puffed rice cereals are made. Rice Krispies are made from, you guessed it, rice and a little bit of sugar. 
The ingredients are mixed into a paste and then squeezed through a tube to help make the shape and are then baked into little hollow packets that are puffed up with air. When you put them in milk, those rice walls start to dissolve. If you wouldn't hear that sound just from the box. That would be kind of scary. <laughs> but it's, it's the sound of, of the little rice kernels pulling the milk in and popping. And when the walls dissolve, the air trapped inside escapes with a little pop. This makes Rice Krispies some of the noisiest cereal in a bowl of milk. But what about the noisiest cereal when you bite into it? The cereals that have that coating on it are going to be the crunchiest ones because they retain the crunchy, they, it protects them against the milk once they get into the bowl with the milk. So anything with that kind of coating on the outside of it. I think shreddies are fairly crunchy as well. And then granola is a big one as well. Granola, if you haven't had it, is a bit like muesli. It's made with oats, dried fruit, nuts, other healthy, tasty treats you might want to add to it. And it retains its crunchiness longer, I believe, than other cereals once you put the milk on it. It's time for me to go back to my kitchen table. I got so distracted by food science, I forgot to eat my breakfast. We've explored what cereal looks like, what makes it noisy, what makes it crunchy, and why finding out about food can help young children learn important skills. Now it's time for some music. And if I put my ear really close to this bowl, I can hear a tiny crispy symphony coming out of it. There's dry crunchy and then there's a wet crunchy. And so when you bite into a food, you, you break those pillows. Popping like little tiny balloons. Popping like little tiny balloons. The more force you need to crunch the food, the louder the... The louder the... Young children need to learn to eat and chew properly. It's one of the most important skills, one of the most important skills. The cereals that have that coating on it are going to be the crunchiest ones. Shreddy granola. Rice Krispies. Shreddy granola. Rice Krispies. And when the walls dissolve. Rice Krispies. Rice Krispies. Air trapped inside escapes with a little pop, with a little pop, popping like little tiny balloons, popping like little tiny balloons. to learn to study food science. 
and it draws from so many different areas. So, you know, biology and chemistry, but then you've also got psychology when we're talking about all these factors affecting people's food decisions and what they like and what they don't like. So there's so many facets of food science. Just the one thing it has in common is that we're looking at food. That's what we're working with and everyone loves food. So I think learning how to cook and bake is so important. It also, if you're just kind of fooling around in the kitchen, it also gives you you start to understand what food science is and well what does baking soda do okay what happens if i don't put it in <laughs> what happens to the muffins you know those type of things so you start to understand what these different ingredients do in a recipe and i think that is food science right there so with a little help from your parents you can start to become a food scientist in your own kitchen thanks for listening to maddie's sound explorers discover new episodes when you subscribe a big thank you to our expert, Professor Carolyn Ross from Washington State University, to Martin Saltz Oswick, who made the crunchy music and put the episode together, and to Matt Hill for getting the milk. Thanks too to Lena for their great question. I'm Maddie Moat, and join me next time for another episode of Maddie's Sound Explorers. Maddie's Sound Explorers. It's brought to you by Magic Star.